What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Checkpoint Podcast, episode 13. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Hall. As always, I'm joined by the elusive Matt Drobot. Hello. How's it going? That's the most tame adjective I've had to describe me yet. Yeah. You know, I figure this is our first soiree back into the podcast sphere. So, you know, we've been a little elusive, you know. (laughs) Hard Hard to pin down we are, you know. As one would say, as one <laughs> does say. Um, how you doing? I'm doing good. We got a lot of couple days of sun where we're at. That's been fantastic. Like I've I said, a it. lot of, and then you thought about it, and you're like, we've had a couple. <laughs> There's a lot out here, though. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. It is though. It is getting to the part of the the year where the sunny days are becoming more are coming more often than they are. You know what I'm saying? Like the summer here spectacular as far as sun goes like it's very underrated like the the few months you get of summer are worth the the many months you get of winter (laughs) i feel like in my opinion although i do miss the mid midwest winters where it's just like bright sun every day you know what i'm saying just like bright blue skies and you're just like but i don't miss the blizzards (laughs) no not that yeah, and the bitter cold. It looks like it's gonna be real warm out there. You take a step yeah, outside, and you're like, and it's "What just, is this?" Damn, at least here, when it's cold as fuck, usually it's just like gray, you know. So you're like, "All right, it looks like it's gonna be cold," you know. Yeah. It's not deceiving me, but like, I feel like people in the Midwest think they understand seasonal depression, and then you come out here, and you're like, "Oh, no, <laughs> seasonal depression." No wonder people kill I don't themselves. Have seasonal here. depression. I've put on a couple pounds. I don't <laughs> leave my room. No, I haven't used my lights in a while, but. No, I know it's wild. I came home yesterday for a little bit. I brought a diamond tip in and you know, you don't leave the house on the weekends when you don't work. So I was just expecting you to be here and I pulled up and your car wasn't here and I was like, the fuck is Matt somebody doing? Somebody stole Matt's car. <laughs> did somebody Matt, someone stole your car from the parking lot. <laughs> Matt, did somebody kill you and then hide your body by t- with taking your car? Nah, I just finally drove it off a bridge. Just like got new shoes the other day, and I was like, "Did Matt finally ha- is Matt having somebody over? <laughs> what the hell?" <laughs> no, Matt just bought new shoes. <laughs> yeah, and replaced my other ones. Yeah, they're, they're, through them. They are get, They were getting a little. Yeah, it was just because the bottom rubber sole was coming off that was really preventing. Did they even come with a bottom rubber sole to begin with? I mean, really, it was more of a small bottom rubber sole with just light fabric that kind of tied together because i wear those zero drop shoes you wear those shoes that nobody will ever say you look like a weirdo wearing but you definitely look like hey, a weirdo. the wearing. new ones i bought are also zero drop shoes they just look like normal shoes they just slightly look like normal shoes <laughs> yeah. if you look at them they do look like they have that weird like clown toe because no yeah the br- toe is weird for sure yeah but it's like, so that it it spreads out when you whatever yeah, they look weird, but, but casual they look like glance, normal shoes. you don't notice how weird I yeah, am right you away. You also bought some Sperry's, so you're, I did buy some you're Sperry's, trying yeah. to look like a high school frat boy. So you decided to pick up Elden Ring, you say. I did. How miserable is it? I mean, 
I've been having a fantastic time. If Have I been yelling at the top of my lungs at 5 a.m. some days? Well, yes. Yes, I have. I'm sure the neighbors hate it. Good thing yeah. I haven't been home. <laughs> um, no, it's like my first Souls game. I, like, tried, like, Dark Souls and stuff, but I never, like, stuck with it. Yeah. But um, they've done such a fantastic job with this. The world brings you in, but it is... Brutal. The worst time. Oh, it's yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. No, it's soul-crushing. Like, <laughs> you, like... You get some sense of achievement, but it's always taken away near instantly. Yeah. And I can feel unapologetically, that. like almost in a laughable way. Like, boom, I, I finally cleared this room of like these 12 guys. I've been doing this for 45 minutes. What up? There's just one guy kneeling in the back. I'm going to sneak attack him. Oop, there was secret stuff under the ground that all attacked you. Boom, dead. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes. What were you doing letting your guard down thinking you could win in this world? That's all I've learned. But it's been pretty great. Yeah. I've heard the world is beautiful. And oh. I've heard it is the most accessible from software game just in the sense that it's not like you have to... And I think I'm quoting directly here from Sacred Symbols. It's not like you have to play the same hallway over and over and over again to try to get more souls to level up. You can just go fuck off, you know, in the world and kill a bunch of shit and just farm XP yes, and, that is. and raise your levels and, and, and then come back to a boss or whatever. And so it makes it a little bit not easier necessarily because the combat's still incredibly hard, but like more like beating the bosses, I guess, is more accessible. You know, Yeah, it's than, nice that you... If you have to ram your head, like, just against an encounter, that is mostly by your choice. Like, a lot of the times, you can just walk away and, yeah, find somewhere else to be, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't feel like you get stuck and you get overly frustrated that it's like, yep, nope, I need to bail. Um, this isn't for me. Or just run past everyone. You which have a is hard time doing what that I do. as I watch while you were playing God of War. Oh, uh, not oh! I learned that very quickly in Elden Ring. Not nah, just bail. <laughs> you just, just bail. Go. I just run past some You'll people. You'll probably be a lot better at God of War after playing Elden Ring. I hope so. I hope I come back and just crush God of War because I've been playing Elden Ring a little too God of War-y. Like <laughs> too actually hard. having to pay attention to Elden like, your Ring stamina. is the Gran Turismo to God of War's Need for Speed. You know? Yeah. Like actually having to learn timing, like can't get too blazed when I play Elden, and you having to like learn people's attacks. Oh, like yeah, before yeah. it was like boom, B is dodge. I dodged. It's like no, you dodged into his hammer, you dumbass. Why would you dodge <laughs> towards his hammer? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's on you. And it's like okay, where are these people moving? You know, mm -hmm. it's made me feel like a better gamer. Is it a colorful world? Uh, some places. I like that. I like that a lot of games nowadays are being more vibrant. I also am not very far at all because I'm not very good at the game. So You said you're what, like 10, 10 or so hours in, right? Oh, no, I'm a little under that. I'm at like uh, 7. Oh. Well, that's not too bad. Which, yeah, really like uh, 4 in on the character. I started with one build and then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not good at this game. I need to play. Which a one did you start way. as? Started a very dex based build and oh, like, like the dodging movement. Yeah, yeah, and like backstabbing and stuff. And then I was like, oh, oh, oh. you need more of a power build. Yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna sit here and block and run away from things. And I recently bought a crossbow. Has been fantastic. I can aggro one guy at a time, and then I run away and take him to a little area, and then I kill him, and then I walk and find his buddy, aggro him. Because if there's more than one. I'm dead. <laughs> just can't compute too much. 
you're doing stimulus, uh, just not. You're doing Vanguard, right? Or yeah. Vagabond, I mean. Yeah, Vagabond. Dope. I, I'm excited to For get into it. Class. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't even gotten out of the character creation just because I'm trying so hard to get through Horizon, but also at the same time, I don't want to just mainline Horizon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to play the the side. I'm playing tons of side missions, and I'm exploring and, and unlocking a lot of the map and whatnot, and it's super fun. I mean, it is, you know, listening to people talk about what they love about Elden Ring, it is a little too reminiscent, uh, uh, Horizon is a little too reminiscent of, like, a ubisoft open world but it is like that perfected you know what i'm saying it's that kind of open world perfected but i am to be honest with you getting a little envious of the type of of the people playing elden ring and the type of open world that they're explaining that it is because i really just want that game where i can be like okay i'm a fucking warrior in this world and i'm just roaming you know i want that berserk game you know what i'm saying and and everything anybody says about this game makes it seem like it is that just like oh lives to the perfect dark fantasy that you can like when people talk about how beautiful it is like you just stop and look at things sometimes like when you're approaching the dark decrepit castle that has stuff fallen down yeah like you're literally just sitting there looking at these huge towers that are just like lying beside you in like these ruins and you're just like holy shit and it just looks gorgeous like the sun's coming through and it's like who the fuck am i to be standing here and what are these you know yeah and yeah. just finding it all just the feels different like this massive like, world yeah and it's like you don't know every enemy that's going to be every place like every time you think you feel comfortable to like the pattern of the world it you know it's just something else like it's a different creature and attack or environment yeah and that's it's like yeah, and I like the idea that there is no, it's not like a checkbox kind of game, you know, you don't get a quest log. Uh, oftentimes people are saying, like, they recommend you keep your own quest log because uh, you'll just be told, like, oh, go, you know, go to the ruins in the west, you know what I'm saying? And you have to just go west to try to find the ruins or you have to go, you know, do these things, you know, and it's like, that's cool. <laughs> yes you know and like in order to remember that you have to remember it you know like you would in like real life you know and so it's kind of like that sim that like dark fantasy sim in a way you know and, and that, that's fucking cool yes that's cool i'm very excited to get into it but horizon <clears throat> is dope uh like i said it's that kind of just you know, it's got the rebel bases that you have to take over, or like, you know, knock out, kill the leader, or whatever, which they do it well because it's very, the way they did, they design these bases is very primal, you know, and it's, so it's kind of cool. Um, and you can kind of um, do it similarly to like a Ubisoft style Far Cry, I guess I should say, uh, rebel outpost where you can do it all stealthy, you know, and then take out the leader. Leader usually requires a little bit more damage just because it, you know, it has more armor and shit, but they're usually like packing a big gun or something. The story I will say is fucking phenomenal. Like, uh, yeah, it, it was, I had no idea where they were going to take the horizon zero dawn story. They pick up six months after that game, which I think is a super dope idea. Usually I feel like you see sequels picking up years later. And I think that's a little bit of an easy way, you know, to get into a sequel. Cause it makes it easier for new people to get in. It does all these things. And so, yeah, while it is a sequel, it doesn't feel like it's a, you know, a direct yeah, sequel. You get a hand wash to the place 
you need the person to be so you can tell this story. Right. It just says after Horizon Zero Dawn happened, the the celebration ceremony for Aloy, like saving the world, she dipped out like before that even happened and just like left to continue her mission of trying to save the world and shit. And it's like, that's dope. And it picks up six months later after she's traveled west and then like she's still on that mission. She's just moving, you know? And, uh, and I think that's really cool. It starts off a pretty slow to be honest with you i was kind of it it drags its feet quite a bit at the beginning and so i wasn't really feeling it until i don't know four and a half hours in which is a little bit of a drag but and and it always makes it harder to convince people to stick with a game if you're like just wait four and a half hours and then you'll really start to enjoy it you know what i'm saying but (laughs) but almost you come to appreciate that drag of a four and a half, four, like four, four and a half hour period. Once it does open up, you're like, oh, I see what they were doing. They wanted to really, similarly to how the beginning of Red Dead is, where it's like you're in that kind of mountain region, you know what I'm saying? And it's suffocating with the storm and whatnot. And then you, you finally get out into the horseshoe overlook or whatever the hell. And it's like, oh, I can do whatever I want. I can go wherever and really explore this place. And it's similar in Horizon where you're like kind of in this smaller suffocated area and then you finally get access to just this massive world and you're like oh you know i can climb anything pretty much i can go i can visit any anywhere you know and and that's super cool i like that a lot and it was it's a nice kind of contrast to the beginning even though while you're going through it it's kind of like oh jesus it reminds me a lot of of wolfenstein the first one in the sense of like just playing the opening of that game it's just kind of like this game is not that great and then you get into the game and it's like oh this game is fucking phenomenal first person shooter but yeah it's fun to just kind of like i like that i can do just like kind of the checkboxy things like it's, it makes it really easy to the task of getting the components to upgrade your weapons isn't necessarily easy but like you can go through the menus and be like oh in order to get to a level three upgrade for my bow or whatever i have to find these parts so then you can like create a job where the parts that you don't have it'll create that job as if it's a mission and put it in your in your quest log right and then you can go to that click on it and then it'll mark things on your map that are like okay you go to these areas you know and you can get those components because like that's cool it's like this is where those types of machines are hanging out you know you you have those on your map and then once you get there you activate your focus and then your focus allows you to as you're like focused in on them allows you to like pick okay, this is the component that I'm looking for on their body. Like it'll highlight it and then you can tag it and it'll stay highlighted after you exit the focus. So you're like, okay, that's where I have to, you know, and it it just feels like a chess match in a way. Cause like sometimes like right now I have to look for, I have to get this snap maw, which is like a fucking, uh, uh, hippo basically type machine. And I have to get it one of its tusks. Right. But it's tusks inside its mouth most of the time like hidden until it does like a certain attack and then when it does the attack its tusks come out and are more easily accessible you can hit them when they're in here it's just significantly harder and then you can hit them when they come out and it's just so hard but it's so satisfying when you do you know draw your bow back and you are able to hit it and you just you know try to get it over and over again and you finally knock that off and it is a very satisfying feeling of being able to target individual components on these machines in this game i think that the way that they designed the machines is is dope i don't know how like the it's, game yeah it's crazy how intricate they all look and like how many of them have all these different moving parts and like that you, talking, you, can, you can attack can separately yeah That's... and it's like there are 
little graphical hitches in the game, you know, um, there are, uh, like frame rate stutter sometimes. I mean, the frame rate stutter is a very rare issue. So it's a pretty consistent 60 frames a second, which is really nice, but I've had it go a couple times where I've turned on my PS five and tried to boot up the game and my PS five just turned off <laughs> like, <laughs> like completely just turned off. And then it like, I had to wait like five, like three minutes to be able to turn it back on again. It was super weird. I was really concerned for a second. Uh, but that's all that's happened one time. And then, uh, there's been a couple of times that the game has crashed and like some weird, you know, graphical hiccups when I'm like perched on a thing where my legs are like twitchy, but like, those aren't things that, really take away from the game you know like the writing for the main quest line like the main story is so so fucking cool like <laughs> I, I legitimately i was like like when shit starts happening like starts really happening i was like what? that is not the direction that i thought that this was gonna go and that's super cool i like it a lot it's like way more sci-fi than the first game even though the first like it's all incredibly sci-fi you know it's yeah, incredibly yeah. science fiction oriented but like the way they really blow it out of the water with with the expanse of the world of the game is just dope i think it's incredible and i think gorilla and they said it on sacred symbols and i'll just take exactly what they said and copy it verbatim because i don't know really how other way you could say it but it is you get from these games a certain level of polish you know from these sony first party games that you just don't it just feels a cut above for some reason even with the graphical hitches and everything when you do just stop and take a second to look at the game it just feels like a just a a cut above everything else in a way you know what i'm saying maybe not like you know other companies can do it too like from software seems to be doing it pretty well like i don't know you just look at the level of quality i guess in in a horizon or uh last of us or well, it's an a nice Uncharted. advantage to know what you're building to and like the specs that you're building to 100 well, like and- being able to just hone in and not have to worry about being able to work with all these separate you know drivers and graphical things across consoles or pc it's like well and you think about it too like and i think i, I heard this on sacred symbols as well i just don't want to like <laughs> like you know steal from anybody else i think it's they said like it makes a lot of sense too where the the profit that sony makes off of a first party game is a hundred percent right like they're not like ubisoft where like if they're selling it on playstation playstation gets 30 percent, they get 70 percent or 60 percent the retailer that's selling the disc gets 10 percent. you know what i'm saying like yeah if it's Sony, they get 90 to a hundred percent of the sale. You know what I'm saying? And so then that gives them even more money to reinvest in, in those games, you know? And so the, it just makes sense that they have that much more money to just put into these things. And it's like, I mean, they were saying Elden Ring, for example, came out or, or started development at the same time as Sekiro. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which Sekiro, what came out 2019? Something like that. It's 2018, yeah. 2018, 2019, one of the two. And so it's like, damn, that's wild. <laughs> Cause like, there's just, it's just, you know, you, and, and I think that the point is that like having the money that Sony has, it allows you that same development time that a lot of games don't have. You know, a lot of games can't have five years to make their sequel because they just don't have 
the resources, the studio. No. Yeah, and, and it's draining to just have all those people work on this thing that isn't going to make profit for, you know, five plus years and pay all those people and keep all those people there. Yeah. And, you know. And just hope. Yeah. And, it, and it might even be a bust. It might like be a bust. You're taking a, a gamble, you know. But and, uh, it pays off when you, you know. When you really believe in a studio and allow yeah. them to do what they want to do, like, I don't know. It's just it's, yeah. Let people work with passion and not with a paycheck. You're gonna get so much better quality. Yeah, know? and it sets such an example. Like I, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm just really. I, I also I think I the fans really require it. Like as a big, you know, like Bethesda guy, it's like, man, you give me a glitchy game, play that shit. I don't care. That's like yeah, you're still playing Fallout Four. I'm still playing Fallout Four. Worst, I still play worst Fallout. Worst of all the Fallout. Yeah, it's fair. Fallout New <laughs> Vegas top eight. Va- Top follow game. That's what everybody says. Yeah. Mind. I just hate the brown. Um, it's just got like one oh, color palette. It's such a gorgeous thing. desert. It's in time for it's it. a 360 game. It's not a gorgeous desert. It is on PC <laughs> when you download a lot of mods. <laughs> <laughs> when you make it not the game when, anymore. <laughs> when a ton of users have put input another hundreds of thousands of hours. When into the game is better. more user development than it is Bethesda development, it becomes a quality That's product. True. But just in uh, like sony's top quality uh not top well yeah they're top quality games but it's like you guys kind of demand like who would like if last of us you know dropped in you know technical quality or an uncharted game you know dropped or you know god of war dropped in any kind of technical quality like that like there would be i feel like they'd be a lot more upset than games that are like cross-platform and stuff you know like mm-hmm when they've had failures on certain platforms, you know, lots of games just pull through and it's like, Oh, it really sucks for that platform. But like, you know, yeah, no, hundred percent. Gamers will game. Yeah. But no, it's like, like Xbox. you release, like look at crackdown three, look at how like terrible that <laughs> game was. And yeah. you didn't really hear about it after it's release. You just didn't hear about it. Like it was a bad game. And so nobody played it. And so you just don't hear about it anymore. True. But like something like I feel like you know, like you say, if Well it's if, even like Arkham Knight, you know, had that horrible graphic launch on the PC and was yeah. like unplayable and it's like I still, completely you know, forgot about that really popular, until a couple know? weeks ago. Uh GTA fives, PS five and Xbox Series X graphics modes and more have been confirmed. That is crazy. <laughs> that a like, PS three game that is a, being re released again in twenty twenty two. Yeah, an Xbox three sixty. They're taking it all the way to the top, baby. The game will include three graphics modes for players to choose from when it's released on March 15th. They include fidelity mode for the highest visual quality, which is absurd that this game for fidelity mode targets 30 frames per second. Oh! It's a PlayStation 3 game. (laughs) I bought this game when I was a sophomore in high school it was the first game i ever pre-ordered on amazon and had delivered day one to my house it got there before i got home from school it was waiting for me on my porch and i remember running downstairs and being immediately deflated with excitement because my excitement being immediately deflated because i popped the disc in the fucking game and it's like it's gonna take two hours to install and download i was like you fucking cunts (laughs) um but uh, the quiet, uh, the fidelity mode on PS5 and Series X supports native 4K resolution with ray tracing enabled, and on the Series S supports upscaled 4K resolution, but at 30 frames per second. I get that it's GTA, so it's a big map, but 
30 frames. Performance mode is designed to offer the most responsive gameplay experience and targets 60 frames per second. It, it supports upscaled 4K resolution on the more powerful consoles and a resolution of 1080p on Series X. Or, I mean, Series S. PS5 and, and Series X will offer a performance RT mode, which is billed as a hybrid of the fidelity and performance mode, supporting an upscaled 4K resolution with ray tracing enabled and targeting 60 frames per second. That's all right, but I mean, like, you can't nail down a 4K resolution. How you got to upscale that bitch? Is it because it's a PS3 game and you can't go into the code and really get it? Yeah, it's, I, that's got to be my bet for them to go and upscale it to that, like, would actually be them having to remaster it. Which, after seeing their original trilogy. Which supposedly they fixed. I haven't touched it, but supposedly they fixed it. Or done a lot of work for it. But I'd have no idea. Uh, These new versions also offer across-the-board improvements, including faster loading times, which I swear to God you'll lose a third of your life to those goddamn loading screens. (laughs) Increased population and traffic variety, increased vegetation density, improved lighting quality across shadows, water reflections, and other elements. Plus, improved anti-aliasing, motion blur, highly detailed new explosions, fire, and much more, Rockstar says. Great, I'm glad we're getting this instead of GTA 6. Uh, there's also <laughs> new levels of responsiveness with haptic feedback and dynamic resistance via the adaptive triggers on PlayStation 5's DualSense wireless controller, adding new sensations to weather effects, directional damage, rough road surfaces, explosions, and much more. Platform-specific features also include immersive audio using Tempest 3D positional audio on PlayStation 5 and spatial sound on Xbox Series X and S. The game will be, will be released alongside a new standalone version of Grand Theft Auto Online, which will be available free for three months from launch exclusively for PS5 players with a PlayStation Plus subscription. The titles will be available digitally at release with pre-purchase and preload beginning a week earlier on March 8th ahead of physical releases planned for April. Why can't they release physically and digitally at the same time? What sense does that make? Because then you get two releases. A du- uh, hype cycle? This game know. has had two releases already. <laughs> on Damn. PS3, and then again on PS4, and now again on PS5. I bet it'll be on next gen too. If GTA 5 gets enhanced for a PlayStation 6, you're hearing it here right now, I will never play another video game again in my life hand to god clip it my fingers are crossed but (laughs) oh no (laughs) i've fallen for your trap card (laughs) um microsoft is suspending all sales of products and services in russia and what can only be known as the largest virtue signaling move in history We have our consoles made in concentration camps in China, but Russia starts a war and let us rescind all of our sales. That's the thing I don't understand. Because you know what Boone cares about? Xbox sales in Russia. Yeah. Definitely not the other sanctions or banking things that are being implemented, but it's that. and Certainly it's the Xbox sales, you'd have to imagine. Good thing. And also, if you hadn't, we totally would have thought that you were just pro-Russia. We totally would have been like, whoa. I still, I can't believe Microsoft loves Russia so much. They're supplying them with Xboxes. I still think they're fucking pro-Russia, these commie fucks. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I, the it people just, eating the market. 
It's wild, yeah, because you'll see people stand up to Russia like this in some way, but you'll never see them stand up to China, you know, like this in any 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 fashion. And they're probably doing shit that's like exponentially worse. I mean, look at what happened in Hong Kong, you know, like <laughs> yeah, it's because Russia can't like well yeah Russia offer, has nothing yeah they don't really produce things oil like that but it's like we get most <laughs> of our oil from Saudi or Arabia them. duh well we're friends with the Middle East now so we have to look for who else has the oil we're friends with the Saudi royal family well yeah because we also Trump's a, like to murder innocent people you know oh well throw gays off our roofs yeah, I think that's a sport there yeah it's called Buzkashi Then sound more like Japanese. No, Buzkashi is South American goat polo. Remember that? We watched a video about it at at work one day. No, I don't. Damn. Um. Yeah, I just only bring this up because it's incredibly narcissistic. I think in a way of Microsoft to be like, we're making a difference. No Xbox sales and yeah, and then to like have to make an announcement about it again. It's like. And it's like Xbox sales. Like, what about your other sales? Don't you like own tons of cloud operating system? Data. Yeah. Are you stopping that in Russia too? Oh yes. <laughs> we are announcing today that we will suspend all new sales of Microsoft products and services in Russia. That's all new purchases. Yeah. So they're still supporting the people who have already purchased it, which I'm sure well, includes good. the Russian government. <laughs> That would actually be really hilarious. <laughs> All the oligarchies are like, dude, but it was I can't weird lose that my cloud photos. Ukraine's deputy prime minister did call on Xbox and PlayStation to temporarily end support in the Russian and Belarusian markets. Um, in an open letter published on Twitter, Mikhailo Fedorov, I think is his name called on the platform holders to quote block all russian and belarusian accounts temporarily stop the participation of russian and belarusian teams and gamers in all international esports events microsoft's move is the latest in a series of decisions made by the tech and video game companies to distance themselves from russia and to support ukraine which it's not our fight as a, like Americans, right? Nor is it American companies fight to really get into, but I do understand the idea of like, well, we're not going to support an authoritarian aggressor. And then, you know, in other ways, it is weird though, to just be like, we're not like EA taking off all Russian sports teams from their soccer and their NHL yeah, shit feel, and being like, what we're just not going to acknowledge that Russia. I feel like that's also really single-minded to look at Putin and a man who has such absolute power there, which we don't think about here in America because we think about being able to control our politicians which if we, they did which something we don't. like this. We, we don't. We don't, but we think we can. Like, look at the invasion of Iraq. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Putin has such great power, and he is just one person who is fixated on this power goal. And so many of these things, like, are punishing the— Like, we are equating Russia with Putin and his actions. And I don't think that well, sums up— I one, think, how the Russian people think in general, and then we punish them, you know. I think the and it's goal like, with the could sanctions. Could they rise up, but yeah, Putin yeah, will yeah. kill them. Like, I don't know why people don't think that he won't do that. Well, He's think, yeah, been killing people. We're hoping that, yeah, I think the sanctions are in an effort to try to encourage this, like, their Russians own Caesar moment, you know what I'm saying, where they try to take it back. Yeah, if you threaten the oligarchies and the people below him that they'll stop him. But it's like, 
I don't know, man. No, I mean it's incredibly crazy. He is an incredibly uh, driven and an an intelligent psychopath. Yes, (laughs) and he has managed to capture uh, power in Russia for a time period that we don't understand. So long because he's outlasted five presidents. I think it is. I mean, he was he was in power with Bill Clinton. So Clinton, Bush. Obama, Trump, Biden. Um, Game Pass is getting a bunch of good games. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like, Guardians, I think, is the one that will spark the most controversy. But I think that's cool. I think it's great for Game Pass. It's a great. Yeah. No, it's. Um, Yeah. As somebody who bought the game, I don't think. Which is the thing, you bought it on PlayStation, where I guess you do also have an Xbox. Would it have changed you purchasing it? Do you think it would have changed other people's minds, though? I guess that's my thought, is how many people were like, oh, I have this service, I was going to be having this service. I think the only thing that it does is it gets the people who uh, weren't going to play Guardians of the Galaxy to try Guardians of the Galaxy. I think the people who were going to buy it regardless bought the game. I think a few people probably wouldn't have bought the game. They probably would have just played it on Game Pass. But I think the percentage is probably low. I mean, you see games like Forza Horizon 5 selling incredibly well, despite the fact that it launches day and date on Game Pass. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't think that it would have made that big a difference. Was that overall sales or was that sales on Xbox? Forza? Yeah. Ports is only on Xbox. No. Well, the Xbox sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Because it's on PC, too, I guess. But it was that, talking about console. But it's also on Game Pass on PC, so. Oh, that's true. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. So yeah. that's irrelevant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and it sold incredibly well. Like, it was on the. It was at the top of the charts, I think, for that month that it released. And, well, that's uh, good. I'm glad that Game Pass isn't affecting sales like that because that. Yeah, at least not yet. I yeah. don't know how, but it's been around for a hot minute, so who knows? It seems like yeah. it's pretty decent. But I think what it does for Guardians is maybe gets the the game out there to more people who wouldn't have ever played it at this point. Because, I mean, the game's been $30, $40 for a month or two at this point. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have bought it till and it went so, down a yeah. decent amount. And now. and now it's on Game Pass, and so it's like, Great. I think more people will play it, and that just increases my chances of getting a sequel. Oh, if for more, sure. If more people are talking about it. All I'm concerned about, because all I heard after the game released was that it wasn't uh, selling as well as Square Enix wanted it to. Um, and so I was disappointed in, in the thought of, uh, damn, we probably won't get a sequel. This will probably just be a one-off of, like, cool, it was a great game. Like, I really enjoyed it. I literally have it right there to bring to my friend to play, like to let him borrow it just because he didn't ask for it. But I was like, you got to check this out. Like, <laughs> this is a game that you should try. And um, and I just think, yeah, I think it just increases the chance of more people talking about it. I think it, it – and then we'll maybe give it a second life in a similar way to – I mean, and we never got anything from it. But, I mean, you look at the, the DVD sales of like a movie like Judge Dredd, you know what I'm saying? And it did horribly in the theaters. But then the life of that film had a second wind because – did it get a sequel? No. 
but it had a second wind of just like ta- people yeah. talking about it because it, people started watching it when it was on Netflix or it was on DVD, you know, and it was a less bare, you know, ho- smaller barrier to entry or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, oh, damn, this is great. That was a good movie. And that's a good game. That's true. So I hope more people play it. I hope more people talk about it. And I hope we get a sequel. Um, the other games on here. I mean, lawn mowing simulator looks kind of dope, but that's only on Xbox One. Yeah. Not even on... That's weird. What? That's super weird. Because it says on here, like, Flight Simulator, Cloud, Far, whatever that game is, it's on Cloud, Console, PC. Yep. All these games say Cloud, Console, PC, Cloud, Console, PC, Cloud, Console, PC, Console, PC. Lawn mowing simulator says... Xbox One. Yeah, so coming to the Xbox One. Yeah, but it's so strange because like everything else says console. And this is only Xbox One, not console. But Xbox One specifically has its own Game Pass. Well, I know some games you I don't get on PC that you would get on console. Well, yeah, because they're two and separate we get game passes. Some. Oh, that's true. Like Game Pass PC. Like and even I here over here it says cloud yeah. console Windows PC. Yeah, I guess I have the ultimate so that it also gets the cloud gaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my just best bet would be that's probably maybe the highest thing it's on and it hasn't had a oh, next so it hasn't gen been like updated or for... a PC port. And so they don't want to say console. You log on to your console and then you're like, bro. Not there. So Maybe. that would be my best bet. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anything else to talk about? No. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, Matt, that's Tyler. I'm Tyler, that's Matt. What? Just kidding. <laughs> We're glad to be back. I don't know about glad. I don't know that glad is the right word. We're hyped to be back. We're back. Wow, man. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You know what? I may have had positive feelings, and now Tyler is taking them all away. Thank well, you. You're sitting next to me, so it's hard to be positive. Bazinga. You win.